Shabbat Shalom. This week's parsha is Toldot, and in this parsha we're going to see a number of things happen. Um, we're told Isaac and Rebecca were childless for 20 years until their prayers are finally answered, and Rebecca is with child. We're also told that this was not an easy pregnancy. The children were struggling in her womb. It was a big problem. And she goes to God and says, Excuse me, why am I like this? And God responds, it's because there's two nations inside of you and they're already in conflict. They are struggling and they're going to come out. And then the younger will prevail above the older. And they're told this before these children are even born. Esau emerges first and he's very hairy. Um, and Jacob comes out second clutching Esau's heel. And as it turns out, Esau will grow up to be a great hunter. And Jacob will grow up to be a man who likes tents. Um, he stays inside, and there's much rabbinic teaching about how Jacob was the much greater man because he stayed inside the tent studying Torah all day, rather than being outside hunting. And there is much tradition about oral Torah and the, the, the great study of God's word even before God's word was written down, and Jacob was involved in this with his father Yitzhak, which is why he became the greater man, that he was more focused on study with God and being inside than he was on his outdoors activities. <coughs> Um, and it comes to pass that there's a day that Esau is out in the field and he's very hungry and he's convinced he's going to die. He's so hungry, he's going to starve to death. Uh, my wife may be familiar with this joke. Uh, he's so hungry, he's going to starve to death. And he says, you have to feed me, I'm going to die if you don't feed me something. And Jacob, who is a clever man who stays inside, says, okay, sell me your birthright and I'll make you some stew. And Esau's response is, what do I need a birthright for anyway if I'm going to die? I don't need a birthright if I'm going to starve to death right now. Just give me the stew, take my birthright. And Jacob makes him swear that this is an oath he's going to keep. And so Esau sells his birthright to his younger brother in exchange for some soup. Which we would say is maybe not a very smart exchange. Why would you <laughs> trade out the birthright from your father for a bowl of soup? This seems sort of silly. But one thing to think about, especially given that later in this Parsha, when it's brought up that Jacob yet again does something a little bit deceptive and ends up stealing his father's blessing from his older brother, um, Esau's outraged the second time. When he finds out that his blessings are stolen from him, he's very upset, and he cries to his father, are there no blessings left? Give me some blessings. Surely there's at least one for me. So why would he be so careless the first time and so upset the second time? Um, one of the commentaries on this is people tend to be very possessive over things we think we deserve, things we think are ours. If I don't think I need something, I'm willing to just give it up. If it's not mine to begin with, why would I be possessive over it? If it already has nothing to do with me, I'll trade it for anything. It doesn't matter. But if I think it's mine and someone tries to take it from me, then I'm going to grasp onto it. So it's important to remember that... Everything we have isn't ours to begin with anyway. It's already God's. Everything is already something that was a gift from God. It's not ours to begin with. So being possessive over something we think is taken has already been a misstep. Um, after the uh, blessings we are told about uh, Isaac being... Uh, Isaac presents Rebekah as his sister in the land of Gerar because he's afraid that someone will say, oh, I, I'm jealous of this man's wife and I want to take her from him. And so he's afraid of being killed over the matter of his wife. So he pretends that she's his sister. And this leads to some confusion and uh, conflict with the people in the land there. Um, Isaac becomes 
blessed with innumerable wealth uh, after moving to this land. He has great harvests. He has massive flocks. He is bestowed with great wealth. And the people there say, you have become more powerful than we are. Get out of our town. You're making us look bad. And he's forced to move out into the field away from this town where he redigs the wells of his father, Abraham. Um, and while that happens, there is strife with the Philistines who don't want the wells there. They don't want this stuff in their place. So they keep filling in his wells and he has to redig them. And there's a series of wells that he names that will be places we'll remember later. Uh, we're told that Esau marries two Hittite women. Isaac gets old and blind, and he expresses his desire to bless his older son. And we have this story about the deception where Jacob pretends to be his older brother, steals the blessings from his older brother, and then Esau cries out, surely there must be some blessings for me. And there's a bit of a lesson there too, because it turns out there is. Even if we think there's no blessings left, and Isaac says that, I'm sorry, I gave all the blessings up already. Your brother took them all. Well, it turns out he comes up with at least one blessing left. There's always at least some blessing to find. Um, after which uh, the blessings are given. And uh, when I, Isaac predicts many things that will come forth from Jacob and Esau, that there will be great nations from each of them, but each with a different purpose. And after this, Jacob leaves for Haran because he's afraid that Esau is going to hurt him. He, he has stolen the blessing, and he is afraid that Esau, his older brother, who is mad at the blessing being stolen, is going to chase after him and kill him, and his mother reinforces this fear. Go and flee to the land of Haran so that he can calm down a little bit, and I will call you back when he is calm. Go spend time with my brother Laban. Uh, and then we're told Esau, married, Esau takes yet a third wife, Malachath, the daughter of Ishmael, and that is where our Parsha this week ends. I will read uh, just the first part of the first Aliyah, the first five verses, which will be in Genesis 25 at 19 if you want to follow along. 